Hello, healthcare. Ah, what is that awful sound? Oh, that's right, it's a squeaky wheel. In marketing, the squeaky wheel is the bane of our existence. It's when we've researched, budgeted, and planned, and all of a sudden, we're demanded to put up a set of billboards. It's late nights for our teams and wasted budget for projects and fires that creep up and derail our strategies. So how do we protect ourselves from leadership's pursuit of fires and shiny objects? David Marlowe, who heads up a consultancy called Strategic Marketing Concepts, has been helping healthcare marketers develop and defend their plans for over 40 years. His biggest focus is on transforming marketing from an order-taking department to a strategic driver. What has he learned by working with leaders at more than 250 health systems? Well, we'll find out more after the break. Consumer experiences, major disruptors, and AI tech are shaping healthcare for years to come. On Hello Healthcare, we dive deep on these issues with leaders who are driving change. I'm Chris Hemphill, VP of Applied AI at Actium Health, and we hope that these stories will help you to create or demand a better future in healthcare. Dave, I'm really excited to get into your perspective. Could you just give us a little bit of background on that journey, working with all these different health systems and, and what you were hoping people would get out of your session? The session was really focusing on what is the process of putting together a marketing plan. And I've been talking about it for a long time. The industry has gotten so reactive that it, it's moved away from putting together marketing plans. It's almost as if people, you know, there's no time. We just have to react. And the problem, of course, is when you always live in a reactive mode, you never do carve out the time to put together a marketing plan and you never get proactive. You're always reacting to somebody running in the room saying, I have this crisis, I have this, I need this, I need that. And you essentially become order takers. And a good marketing function shouldn't be, it's not a restaurant. You shouldn't be taking orders. What you should be doing is saying, okay, what's the opportunity? What's the problem? We're bringing on two new surgeons that are going to give us a capacity we didn't have before. That's a great opportunity. What do we need to do to communicate that or to set up the, the marketing for that to take advantage of that expectation? And I will add to that that one of the things I work with a lot of places and really emphasize is that I said the word communication a minute ago, mm -hmm. but marketing is a lot broader than communications. In healthcare, it tends to be, the typical hospital health system, it tends to be very communications-oriented. That's the way it's evolved. That's a lot of who, who've taken those positions. And that's fine. That probably is 75% of what has to be done. But there's a lot more to marketing than that, even if it doesn't fall under the marketing department. So, for example, access. Are these new doctors located someplace I can find them? How do I make an appointment? Can I even get an appointment? Do they take my insurance? These are all issues that come into play. What's the experience like? Say, I'll, I'll use an example there of, of hospital-based diagnostic imaging up against freestanding diagnostic imaging. Mm -hmm. To get a diagnostic, get an x-ray at a typical hospital, you gotta park two, two zip codes over, find your way through the building, register, get to wherever, or you can go to the freestanding diagnostic imaging center where you can park 25 feet from the door, register online, get it done, and get out. Which one are you gonna go to? So that's a marketing issue. Sometimes price is a marketing issue. So all I emphasize to people is I know you as the marketing director don't necessarily control the price, but you need to recognize that, that is, if that's a problem, build it into the marketing planning process so that it's addressed. That's huge to me because uh, what you highlighted 
opens up a scenario where a lot of people might believe that they have effective plans in place, but oh, uh, like this thing is working against me or the price is working against me, but my planning is pristine. But when in reality, you need to be open to what are the realities that we're dealing with and how do we adjust that plan mm -hmm. accordingly. So I wanna take a step back and get really basic. What do you consider to be a uh, strategic marketing plan? A good marketing plan basically connects what's going on in the environment that the organization deals with. And I don't care if the organization's a hospital or a medical group or an urgent care center or a home health, whatever it is, what's going on? What do people want? Is the population increasing or decreasing? What's the payer mix? Who are you competing with? What are the regulatory issues? Or whatever, whatever's going on. Connects that to where the organization wants to be positioned. And sometimes that position is real. Sometimes it's aspirational. What marketing strategies are you going to put in place, two, three, four, five, whatever is reasonable, to achieve that position? And it might be communications, and it might be media relations, and it might be digital access, or whatever it may be. Then it leads to what are our quantifiable objectives? And that's, by the way, a big problem with a lot of marketing work, a lot of marketing plans, is we don't measure what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So what are our objectives? And then what are the specific actions we're going to take in the next year to to get there. And that pull, you pull that all together, figure out the resources to do those 20 actions, 30 actions, and there's your marketing budget. And the marketing budget was tied all through all that whole plan. That's really what a good marketing plan does. And what I try to teach people is, is here's the process, but the one that's gonna, whatever you're gonna include in your hospital plan is gonna be very different than that medical group's plan. There's not one size fits all. You have to reflect what's happening in the environment. You also have to reflect what's the marketing function. If it's a one-person marketing department, <laughs> that's going to be a very different marketing plan than if it's a 35-person academic medical center. Mm -hmm. Just reality. So like we were discussing earlier, then the, the plan is uh, like the sequence of steps and actions that we take, mm -hmm. but informed by our actual scenario. Some goals aspirational, but, but informed by what the realities are. That kind of leads to a point. Earlier, you had said that the role of the marketer shouldn't be as an order taker. Right. And I feel like having an effective plan, the strategy that you laid out, is a great defense against that. But I wonder about when other parts of leadership that might not understand the function of marketing, marketing or the role or might not understand the plan, what can the marketer do to prevent that kind of steamrolling that might happen from other areas of the organization well, part of that is education, is getting people to understand what the role of marketing is. I think that's gotten better. Mm -hmm. When I came into the field in 1980, it was, you know, nobody had a clue what to do, what, what marketing was. So it's gotten better. I think more people understand it, but clearly it's educational. It's also involvement. In other words, the marketing people can't go into a closet somewhere, come up with a plan, and lo, here it is. If I have to put together a marketing plan for the diagnostic imaging area, I need to involve you if you're the director of diagnostic imaging. I need to know what's happening, what are your challenges, what are you trying to accomplish? Okay, so it has to be us putting the plan together. It's not this, I go off into this amorphous wilderness and I create a plan and come back and hand it to you. And that's true, I think a good human resources department works with its managers. Mm -hmm. A good finance department involves its leaders in budgeting and they don't just go make a budget in a closet somewhere and come back and, hate, well, maybe some CFOs do, but no, I'm saying it's, that's not, that, it's involvement. So it's, it's a, it become, marketing becomes part of the organization's culture, mm -hmm. not this one-off specialty that's, that we only see once in a while. 
So you're telling me that when a marketing plan is not like a brilliant Mozart sitting in a room somewhere and uh, creating the symphony all alone, but it's a conductor role. You're, you're, you're working yeah. with these other uh, parts of the... Uh, sure. Well, I mean, you know, if you think about it, if, if the problem is access, mm -hmm. if I can't get... You've brought in two wonderful specialists, but I can't get an appointment with them. Well, I, as the marketing department, can recognize that. I can get the feedback to see that's a problem. I can't fix it. You, as the head of, the, of that department, you have to fix it. I can bring that to your attention. So my job is to bring that to your attention, and I'll do whatever I can to help you. But unless you're going to give me responsibility for running the, the uh, cardiac surgery department, I can't fix that. So I feel like th th you might have seen some examples where marketing is starting to bridge those gaps with other people that they need to work with to mm -hmm. make these plans effective. Do you have any stories around that? Like anything that you've seen where, hey, there, there was like dissonance and miscommunication between and the marketer reached out and kind of grew that relationship to, to be sure. able to make that plan? Let me, let me give you a couple that are non-communications. And again, communication is a big part of what a good marketing department does. But I think the people you're getting who are getting this understand the communications component. So let me give you a couple that are not. One of them was a hospital that was getting feedback. It, well, let me back up. It's a market that there's a high level of consumer price shopping. There's a lot of high deductible plans. People are responsible for the first three or $4,000 out of pocket. So when the doctor says, go get a CAT scan, until they meet that deductible, they're paying for it. And all of a sudden, there's pr they're price sensitive to whether the CAT scan is $300, 500 because you're paying out of your pocket. So they got, they got a lot of feedback that the, the system-owned diagnostic imaging, the, the doctors were having a hard time getting people to go to it because it was a lot more expensive than the freestanding. And what they did is they all sat down as a group. Marketing brought that to the forefront. So what can we do? Finance adjusted some of the prices of some of the most commonly shopped services, the top 10, if you will. And then marketing was able to put a campaign together to get that information back out to all the doctors. They didn't advertise it to the public because it, it's not the kind of thing you run ads into the public, but they got the doctors, the information of the doctors, so the doctors say, they've adjusted the prices, I really like you to get it here, and it's now competitive. So there's an example of bringing the whole group together. Another quick one is a specialty surgical hospital I worked with not too long ago. It's a doctor-owned hospital, there's no emergency room, you can't, there's no public, you can't walk in, but the, it's, it's for orthopedic surgery and spinal surgery and other specialized. Mm -hmm. And the job of the marketing department was to bring in new surgeons. That's where the revenue came from. But the problem was, is there was no operating room time available because a cadre of the existing surgeons were always late. So marketing was able to demonstrate and put data together to show what was happening, that it came down to about 10 doctors that accounted for almost all the lateness. And they started working with ways to get those doctors transported from their other hospital where they were working, get there on time. It is a lot of detail. But again, it wasn't a communication solution. Mm -hmm. It was a, how do we open up hours of, of operating room time so I can now go out and recruit another surgeon to bring in more revenue. It's a very broad perspective on marketing. But what marketing did was able to look at a variety of data and say, here's the problem. Hello Healthcare is brought to you by Actium Health. Healthcare leaders use Actium CRM intelligence to activate patients and drive meaningful engagement. You can make it simple to identify and predict patient needs by using AI-driven next best actions. Learn more at actiumhealth.com. And now back to the show. 
the really interesting thing about that, I, I like the fact that you're bringing up issues that are not specific to communication campaigns because it seats marketing in the in kind of a position, a kind of an intersection between what's the experience that consumers are having when they're interacting with. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of communication. It comes down to also understanding the service. If you have urgent care centers, you have to constantly promote them because urgent care is the kind of thing that we, you don't really think about it until the moment you, you cut your hand and now you got to get it taken care of. And there's eight urgent care centers around there, so I need to keep mine top of mind for you and easy to find because now you're in a, you're in a I got to get this taken care of now mode. You're not going sit, to sit there and start doing a lot of Google searching. So I want to keep, but it's it's episodic and it's it's I got to keep. So there's there are communications, but it comes down to the marketing director understanding the nature of how urgent care works. A lot of the, what we were talking about as well, you'd brought this up early or earlier was the point of measure, mm-hmm. and uh, like. We, we were talking kind of broadly at some of the shortcomings when it comes to how measurement has, has been incorporated into plans and things like that. I'm very curious on what the perspective is on measurement. How, how should we be looking at measurement and incorporating that even deeper than that? I, I know that a, a lot of metrics that might get shared get debunked by other departments once they, once they see them. So how do, how do we work with our other teams to build trustable sure. metrics? Well, the metrics have gotten a lot better over the years mostly because the information systems have gotten much better. I mean, when I started 40 years ago, there was no such thing as an EHR. Okay, so clearly things have gotten considerably better. But there are, the way to summarize this, I think, is there are really three categories of marketing metrics. There's what I would call production metrics. How many videos did you produce? How many events did you hold? How many brochures, if we still do those? did you make? It's just physical labor. And a lot of marketing departments focus on those metrics. The problem is nobody really cares about them outside of the marketing department. Then there's what I call marketing outcomes. So if you had 10 events, how many people showed up? If you created so many uh, websites, how much usage was there? How many phone calls did you get? Those are more important, but even then that's still just an outcome of what you did. The third category is really the important one, strategic outcomes, volume, market share, new patients, new enrollment, return enrollment, whatever, whatever it is you're trying to achieve. And that's where the, the concept of ROI comes, return on investment comes into play. We're doing a better job, I think, in recent years of moving towards more of those strategic outcomes. But what I try to encourage my clients is, your, you need to focus on the, the marketing and strategic outcomes and keep the production outcomes metrics within your department. At the end of the day, the board really probably doesn't care how many videos you produced. They do care that we picked up 500 new patients we didn't have before. And you've got to find a way to, to make that connection. So that becomes a really a hard point too. Now, first of all, like you, you brought up a really important data storytelling element, which is you don't want to inundate people with everything in your spreadsheet, everything in your chart. Uh, you want to get focused to what's going to matter and, and you focus on those strategic outcomes metrics that do matter. So a little bit deeper question is, what if leadership doesn't trust that the impact that you had actually did result in that strategic uh, outcome? I'm curious about that, kind of, that, that layer of friction. That, well, that can certainly happen. Ideally, if you've shown a really well thought out methodology that you can show, this is what we did, here's how many inquiries we got via our, you know, via the website or via the app. 
here's how many of those inquiries converted into usage. And 70% of those were people we've never seen before. And here's the revenue that was generated and actually collected. It's, you know, the whole process. If you can have that level of discipline, of diligence, it goes a long way. Mm -hmm. I'll be direct about it. Politics are politics. I've told people before, if you work for an organization that you've done a good job and you really have created a good marketing function that's on top of what's going on and is showing value, and at the end of the day, you're getting poo-pooed all over the place, I hate to say it, it may be a time to think about working somewhere else. I know that sounds flip, but you know sometimes you can only hit your head against a wall so many times. Hopefully, you've got a leadership that says, hey, that's... Okay, I see where you're going with that. But every once in a while, the reality is we work for places where they're just never going to get it. No doubt. Overall, you've developed this plan, you've uh, run it through leadership. What are some checks that organizations or marketers should start thinking about to make sure and maintain we've done a good job on this plan? How does a marketer know that they've done a good job with the planning? Well, I think, are you achieving, are you helping the organization get to where it's trying to go with its broad marketing, with its broad strategies. If the organization wants to be perceived, has, wants to establish a market position as being seen as the best place to go for healthcare in that particular marketplace, has the needle moved in that direction? If the organization wants to become the top heart organization as measured by admissions and visits and everything else, has that happened? Is awareness, if, if early on people just didn't know much about us. And now awareness and understanding and familiarity has really increased. Have you accomplished that? The metrics have to measure where does the, where the organization wants to go. If you're, you know, and for some organizations, the bottom line is financial. I mean, you know, we can argue how right or wrong that is, but that's, it, sometimes that's the reality. Have you contributed to the, the finances? And if so, to what degree? It all really comes down to, to what degree is what you have done contributed to where the organization wants to go. If you're focusing as marketing, if you're focusing on public image, you're gonna be, but the leadership is focused on financial bottom line, well, you're not giving them what, what they consider to be valuable. Now it's possible what they consider to be valuable is not realistic, but at the end of the day, that's the guy that writes the checks. Hmm. Again, I'm not trying to be flip about it, but that's the reality of working for an organization. I really appreciate the perspective that you brought. Fair enough. For other folks that want to have that conversation and have the same pleasure that I had talking to you, what's the best way they can get in touch? Probably just give me a call. Emails, you get 150 a day and (laughs) you you see them fast enough. Just call my office line. It's uh, 410-997-8033. If I'm not there, just leave me a voicemail. I'm pretty good about getting back to people quickly, and I'm happy to talk to people. You know, obviously I'm a consultant, but if, if, if it's just a short, quick question, as a colleague to colleague, I'm happy to, to talk to people about that. Thanks again for tuning into Hello Healthcare. If you like what you heard, we appreciate a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You and your feedback fuel us. This conversation is brought to you by Actium Health. To get the latest on what these healthcare leaders are saying, subscribe to our newsletter on HelloHealthcare.com or join us for our weekly sessions on LinkedIn. Thanks, and when we see you next time, hello. Hello.